Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Josh. And this is a Star Trek podcast for everyone. Except yeah. you. Except <laughs> Wait, what? What are you talking to me or the person listening? I'm talking I'm only talking to one person listening. It's your they, job to figure it out. They know who they are. Speaking of one person, one person is responsible. For the collection of episodes that were uh, balls deep into. I was about to say wow. tits deep, and that didn't make any sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, if you try hard enough. Put the crickets in. <laughs> <laughs> I. It wasn't so much that I thought that was insane and I was reacting to it. It's my mind glitched trying to figure out... <laughs> You're gonna, you're in, you're in for a whole new world after this. I'm gonna show you some things. Anyway, that's for me to find out, not you guys. I'd like to thank other Jeff for uh, creating our current collection, the Days of Future Past collection, episodes that are about the past of the future of Star Trek. Thanks, other Jeff. As far as Jeffs in my life go, you sure are the other one. <laughs> Uh, today we're talking about Strange New World, Season 1, Episode 10, A Quality of Mercy. I AKA, forgot what this one was. A.K.A. Uh, Balance of Terror 2, yes. Electric Boogaloo. I almost was like, should I go back and watch Balance of Terror? But I didn't. You know what's fucked up is that I would watch Balance of Terror two days ago on uh, uh, Pluto. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were watching, yeah. I've been watching DS9 on Pluto. Whenever I can. Pluto rules. Yeah, they don't sponsor us. Sorry, race car. They don't sponsor us, but, but uh, I wish they would because they are dope. Although I will fucking, if I have to watch that goddamn commercial about like that podcast where the chicks are talking about like someone faking their death to get out of child support, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. All right, I haven't seen that one. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm being targeted. I feel like you're getting targeted ads here. <laughs> I get a lot of Len the Plumber ads. They know what about the, my history with bathrooms. What the fuck is that? I don't know that one. Len the Plumber is from Pennsylvania. It's like a plumbing service that's in the tri-state area. I've never... Wait, when you say tri-state, which states are you talking about? Pennsylvania, uh, New York, and New Jersey, right? Uh, no. What? <laughs> uh, you know that every state has a tri-state area, right? That includes three separate states. Yeah, ours is Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. There, There's other tri-state areas that include Pennsylvania. No, we don't care. <laughs> Those don't count. So No, what's no one cares about Pennsylvania either. It's fine. <laughs> no, I know. But what, so yours is Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Delaware? Uh, I don't. I actually don't know the tri-state area. Virgi- here. No, it'd be Virginia. It ha- would have. Um, I do know that Lynn the plumber is in uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and parts of New York. Mm-hmm. Also Delaware, I think. But it's it's like um, nobody cares about Delaware. They're pretending to be like your local plumbing guy, Lynn the right. plumber, but it's actually right. like a giant corporation. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's always fun. That's a fun... Love that. This means nothing to anyone and has nothing to do with anything, so well, I'm gonna, moving Len on. and Pluto are sponsoring us next week. Wait. God, if Pluto would sponsor us, that would be the hype as shit. Bill, they can show our ad for a podcast about us talking about not paying our child support or whatever. Uh, also not sponsored, uh, Kyle McLaughlin has a podcast that's starting soon. 
What's he going to talk about? Being the mayor on Portlandia? Uh, he could. He could do a whole podcast about that. Is he going to talk about Dune and how he was Paul Atreyu? He was. <laughs> he was. Um, he's doing a true crime podcast because he knows where the money's at. Oh God, I can't with the true crime. I'm so... and it's about like a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere that a bunch of like cartel people set up in as like a middle okay. place between delivery for like cocaine. Oh, it's that episode of uh, Boardwalk Empire where that dude takes over that nowhere town in New Jersey for like the whole summer. It might be that. I don't know. But and then um... like they were like. You can't do that, and then they just shoot out because in the twenties, like that's what happened. <laughs> I have bashed my desk seven times already, so sorry, sorry. to the listener. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making you so angry today. It's so fucking angry. Hate this motherfucking boardwalk empire. <laughs> uh, a quality of mercy was written by Henry Alonzo Myers. Okay. Who? M e y or M y e r s? M y e r s. The real way to spell it. Okay. Uh, he he's been ex- a writer and executive story editor and producer on Charmed, Ugly Betty, uh, Chuck, Covert what? Affairs, all the hits. Chuck is popular. People like that show. I never actually watched it. It seemed like it would be up my alley. It's about like a loser. He's like a spy, right? He's yeah. like a super spy, but he's like a works in an office or something. I I don't know the premise. I always thought it was like he was like a loser who who like gets shoved into the world of being a spy. Yeah, and then he becomes uh, Shazam. Yeah, and then <laughs> he him. he comes out as an anti vaxxer right before his second movie comes out. Wait, was that is that true? He yes. Was that? Oh god, Jesus! Like Christ. right before Shazam Two came out, he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we don't know what's in the vaccine." By the way, I just want like a shot of the DC offices where just some guy like throws his papers in the air and he's like, "I can't do it anymore." He fucking pulls the gun out of his desk, dude. <laughs> Like any way to fucking escape the DCEU. He spins the cartridge and click, not today. (laughs) Oh, man. After that reveal, he would keep spinning it, I think. (laughs) He would just just buy five more bullets, dude. Jesus. Uh, Akiva Goldsman is listed as a co-writer of this episode. Uh, I don't believe it, but... Who's that? um, He's J.J. Abrams' best friend. J.J. Abrams' has friends? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> he, he wrote a bunch of Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. And he was, like, the consulting producer and, like, showrunner at points. Oh, well, you know why? Probably because he invented the time crystals. And oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. That's probably what it is, right? The time crystal is so TOS. In yeah, a not it's, good it's, way. <laughs> it's pretty fucking lazy. It's pretty dumb. The uh, I do like that um, the Klingon monastery on Boreth comes back, like yeah. from TNG. Yeah, and Deep Space Nine as well. But um, Who the time crystal is time pretty crystals? fucking stupid. <laughs> the only way to make time crystals cool is to have uh, Doc Brown zoop in from the past to steal one. The only way that I'm going to accept that is canon. He steals them from the Libyans. (laughs) The Libyans! Uh, This episode was directed by Chris Fisher, who um, has no other credits on the Memory Alpha. He was just doing, like, uh, Crafty that day, and they were like, "Uh, we need a director! (laughs) 
<laughs> if he was doing crafty at age 52, things have gone wrong. Hey, man, they got union, man. They're good. Okay, man. well, never they're, mind. They're, go- they're way better than we're doing. <laughs> Actually, uh, will we be doing this at age 52? God, I don't know. I, we're halfway there. But uh, the... Uh, the average age of the people who wrote and directed this is 56, by the way. This episode? Yes. Why so does that... How do you know that? It always... Because it says their ages on the memory alpha. And you average them? Yeah. It's just three numbers. And then you divide it by three. The, uh... <laughs> The thing is, the reason I'm pointing that out isn't because I'm ageist. I'm heading there in a fucking bullet train right now, right? Yeah. It's uh, the fact that strange, like the new Star Trek shows pride themselves and are constantly talking about the fact that they're bringing in new young talent to Star Trek. Yeah. But the it, average yeah. age of the people working on this is 56. It's it's like any anything else where they're like, we're doing this in support of this. Like, you can't, you know, lip sure. service. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But you can't always be doing that stuff. But uh, yeah. I got nothing against it because this is a good episode. Spoilers, except for the time crystals. I will say the time crystal is dumb as fuck. It's but a means to an that. end. But we just erase that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, this episode. Uh, it's important to note that uh, this entire episode is a a revisiting. And a um, a spin on the TOS episode Balance of Terror. Yeah, which is like one of your favorite Yeah, Balance episodes. of Terror is one of my two favorite episodes of TOS. That and Spock's brain. Of course. That and, that the, and the one of... with the American uh, Constitution <laughs> on a yeah. planet. Yeah, I'm saluting. As you, I'm just thinking about it. I have to salute that episode. It's actually Balance of Terror and City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, those are great. Those are two good ones. Mine is that that Balance of Terror and the episode where Spock goes back in time in the animated series to pet his cat. Okay, that's a good one. Of course, the Qu- the Quetzalcoatl one is way better. Oh, fuck. Never mind. It's that one. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck you, Spock. Uh, but the original Balance of Terror was written by Paul Schneider. Like, from David Letterman? <laughs> that's Paul Reiser. No! Paul Reiser was all mad about you. Uh, it's not Paul Schneider. Yeah, it is. Paul Schneider from David Letterman. Uh, David Letterman <laughs> band <laughs> leader. Paul Schaefer. Yeah, that's, what did you say? <laughs> this might be the last episode of the show. <laughs> Josh is making me hit my desk so much. <laughs> It'll be the last episode this week, that's for sure. That's true. Uh, Paul Schneider wrote for television... Uh, he wrote all the TV shows that you know, Dr. Kildare, Marcus yeah. Welby, MD, uh, Ben Casey. These sound like shows that are made up to be on another show. Uh, eight is Enough. I heard of that one. And Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Remember when we watched that and it was terrible? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they had a regular, like, household fucking pet lizard be the giant monster? Yeah. <laughs> That was actually pretty cool, but, like, nothing ever fucking happened. No. Well, it was like, next time, the plot thickens, and it's like, no plot has thickened. No. We sat here for 45 fucking minutes and nothing happened. Yeah. This is bullshit. They wandered around outside on a lot behind Universal Studios. And there's no Dr. Satan. 
Dr. Satan. <laughs> Dr. Satan's robot. Uh, so Captain Pike has been having a rough time up. Oh, that's right. He's gonna he's dealing with his inevitable he touched a crystal, and then the crystal was like, bro, you're going to get Meltface, and it's going to be fucked up. <laughs> also, here are the names of everyone that's going to die. Yeah. You're going to know that for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's narrative uh, sure. necessity. Right? Here's the thing. Here's what I, I, I'm going to say is real early on. I appreciate that this episode, what it does for the show, it kind of buries this whole plot right like yeah everything that's dumb about this plot gets uh sort of glazed over like glossed over they they kind of like smooth out the shittiness of this like because this whole series could have been like what am i gonna do oh no i'm gonna be in a beep chair and uh, you know what i mean like (laughs) the fucking medicine of the future hasn't gotten any further than this (laughs) We can fucking clone spinal cords, but I'm in a beep chair for some reason. The fucking Spock's sister was on a ship that fucking jumped in it through existence, yeah, teleported, yeah. but they it can't. Teleported they have to the put mice. me in the beep yeah. beep chair. Yeah, I'm in a yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm in a fucking Scooty Puff Jr. Cut. <laughs> Scooty Puff Jr. So so Captain Patel is there. Captain Pike's uh, girlfriend? Question mark? Yeah, they're like fuck Captain buddies. Yeah, they have a some sort of a relationship happening. Even though like Captain Pike kind of flirts with other women throughout the first season between yeah. meeting Patel again. I think they're kind of like in like a whatever type. I you believe know. the kids call it a situation ship. Oh, is that is that what they call it? I we used to just call it like fuck friend. <laughs> well, it's a little like, more complicated. A situationship oh, oh, is okay. when you don't know what you are. Oh. You don't so, you don't you're not like fuck buddies, but you're also not a couple. So fuck so what we fuck buddies. You're just describing what I just <laughs> Look, I'm a millennial. I don't know what any of this actually means. <laughs> We need a Rosetta Stone. All I all I know is uh, fucking Charlie bit my finger, and <laughs> you're the man now, dog. And fifty five. Uh, but um, Captain Patel's like, I want no fucking spaghetti again. Pike's like, Nah, I'm making pasta mama. It's got eggs and Parmesan cheese. It looks really, really good. It does look really good. But he said, like, it makes leftovers amazing. And I'm like, why do you have leftovers? You have, like, machines that make food for you. Not He makes his own food. Oh, that's right. He's a fucking hipster. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, like, a, there's been a pretty hefty shift in the way I look at science fiction now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that my job has been stolen by a robot... <laughs> Uh, so the idea of like making my own food when there's replicators is yeah. like no, it makes fuck perfect you, sense. You robot, I'll make my own food. No, it makes perfect sense. I was watching this—I uh, don't know what it was, like a YouTube thing or something—about a guy who was like describing like why millennials like why we do that stuff. It's because like we like got everything taken from us. So, oh yeah, absolutely. so we find small joys in like gardening and you know do it yourself shit. You know. 
Yeah, we're we're trying to find some sort of a connection with reality. Because yeah. I like computers fucked us up. Like yeah, computers I mean, yeah. came along when we were a certain age, like the internet came along when we were a certain age, and uh we weren't born into the darkness like fucking Bane was. We got our backs broken <laughs> in that shit. Ah, my pasta machine. <laughs> You love that line. I fucking love that show. Um, anyway, they're at uh, an outpost at the edge of the neutral zone. That's very important to this episode. I'm not sure why I just skipped over it. It's like a mining like a mining outpost. Like they're mining something. Yeah. Iron or something. I don't know. They're also like a listening outpost at the edge of the neutral Ooh, zone. Like, like a spy. Like uh, making certain that the Romulans don't get across the border. Um it's been a hundred years, and the Romulans have cloaking technology, but we don't know that shit yet. Yeah. These so like, people, the cast of this show didn't watch Balance of Terror, so they don't know that yet. So, like, <laughs> apparently, like, during the first Romulan Earth War or whatever, the Romulans were just, like, Vietnaming themselves, like, fighting, like, with one hand behind their back. They were like, we're not going to use any of this cool shit that we have. They had it already? Oh, yeah, they have it in Enterprise. They're using that fucking shit all the time. Damn. I must There's have, that one I where must they have forgotten the that. I haven't watched Enterprise in a while. That's a that's a good episode. With the mine gets stuck to the ship. That's a good Oh, one. we did that episode. I totally so, remember. So, yeah, I do know that they have fucking cloaking technology. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. But uh, they're there to retrofit. The, they're, the Enterprise is there along with the USS Cayuga, which is Captain Battelle's ship, and they're there to retrofit the outpost with new technologies. Yeah, they're giving them drones. They're giving them uh, other stuff. St- stuff for making pizza. <laughs> Spaghetti mama. The pasta mama for everyone. Yeah. But um, they they have a little conversation about the Romulans, and Captain Battelle is quite... Uh, well, she's like a normal level of wary of the Romulans. Yeah. And Pike is like, ah, they're just the boogeymen. We haven't seen them for a hundred years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> and then they have a little conversation about how Battelle misses Pike's beard... Oh, right, because he had the... In episode one, he had a beard. He had the big-ass gray beard that I'm heading towards. And he was riding his horsey. His his horsey surnays a lot. <laughs> his horsey Bill, too. Bill, too. <laughs> Bill was a good pony. <laughs> but um, she's like, I have a date on the far side of the neutral zone. And he's like, oh, who with? Which, again, is like... They're not really dating each other, if that's his response. Yeah, there's a little bit of, like, playfulness, yeah, too. She's like, not that kind of date. And he's like, well, you should come back. Uh, next week, I'm making Asobuco. I don't know what that is. Let's find out together. I bet it's Japanese. It's definitely um, Italian. That's what I said. Asobuco <laughs> is a specialty of Lombard cuisine. Cross-cut veal shanks braised with vegetables, white wine, and broth. Hey, does Captain Pike uh, cage the baby calves in this Yeah, I'm cage? not trying to eat veal. What the fuck? Does he cut their legs off, too? Does, is that what he... Jesus <laughs> okay. Christ. I got no problem with veal, but, like... 
I, when you, you I gotta say, like, I know it's hypocritical because I'm out here eating every other animal. Like, yeah. I, I, but I'm not eating their bait. Yes, I guess I'm eating baby chickens. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what chicken nuggets? Is that baby chicken? <laughs> uh, well, eggs are like ah, they're not fertilized. They're not they're born. Yeah, unfertilized eggs. Look, I'm fine. pro-choice for chickens. <laughs> But only chickens. Nah, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. I'm pro-choice for everybody. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, also Booko. <laughs> yeah. But Battelle's like, I admit to meeting the Chris of tomorrow and seeing what he's going to be. Mm. Beard or no beard, surprise me. And she takes uh, off. I'm in a beep chair, honey. <laughs> yeah, I got burned to shit. My face melted off after some cool radiation poisoning. There's a little bit of, like, I've seen um, people who are, like, disabled. Yeah. Who've, who've watched this and had, like, a little bit of a problem with, like... How uh, af- how vehemently he, like, yeah, like is, like... The yeah. worst outcome that could yeah. ever happen Worse to someone. Worse than death, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, he's pretty bad off, but... Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, though. And, like, this is kind of why I like this episode, because it kind of, like puts all this to bed, right? Like, yeah. Like, fucking fuck this stupid plot, right? Like, like they can come back to it later and maybe do something smarter with it, but it's... Yeah, we don't even know, like, why he's in, like... Is he in the chair, like, permanently? Like, why? Like, whatever. Well, no, we know what happens to him. Yeah, what happens? Well, in um The Menagerie, part one and two, like, uh, he goes to the planet of the big heads. That's right. And, uh... Like in the flashback or whatever, and he's like beep beep. And That's right. Because he's on, uh, he's on trial or whatever, and uh, Spock like absconds with him and takes him back to the Big Head Planet, where they like mm-hmm. give him back his normal body. Yeah, and he has to live on Big Head Planet forever. Well, I mean, we don't even have to do that. He can just say that and then leave. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want, right? Like fuck yeah, it. you could retcon whatever. Yeah, like, I don't like, think people are real uptight about the life and times of Chris Pike. He's in one fucking episode of Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know how this, like, him being in the chair thing became... You know what? I do know how it became a thing. So it's, it's drama. It's, it's a, he's fucking... Yeah, it's, it's fucking JJ and his buddies, right? It's this whole fucking... Here we go. Here, yeah, here, go, here he goes. Josh is ranting about JJ. Yeah, I don't have that big of a problem with the like fate is what you make it type storyline because although this episode does shit on that pretty heavily, yeah, uh, fate is not what you make it. You're gonna fuck up the universe and kill Spock if you try not to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I do like that though too because it it solidifies. Uh, that this is the, and they even, I swear, man, they even call it the prime timeline. They mm-hmm. call it the prime universe. And it's like, thank you. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's a complete washing of the hands of this whole nonsense with like, like they mentioned the Kelvin, but like Kirk is like, well, my father, George was first officer of the Kelvin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a complete like this isn't this isn't JJ Trek anymore. If you if you listen, um, like it's not in the subtitles because it's like so like Quiet. music is playing over it. But he talks about going to um, that colony that I can't remember the name of as well. Like yeah. then we move to that colony, right, right. And I was like, man, that's that's a sad ass story, Kirk. You should probably skip over that. Yeah, <laughs> half of us died. 
Well, that's what you get for colonizing, you well, British uh, Iowa fuck. <laughs> fuck you, rich masters. <laughs> uh, Pike go- is in the conference room with number one Spock and Commander Hanson Al-Salah of Outpost 4, which is funny because in the original Balance of Terror, of course, he's just a white guy named Commander Hanson. Yeah. So they, like, they, like, did this really clever thing where his first name is Hanson and Pike, yeah, and, like, Kirk knows him, and that's why he calls him Commander Hanson. That's cool. Uh, Although it'd be, like, being, like, Commander Josh. Yeah, that's what I want people to call me. Uh, That are Captain Cool Dude. Captain Fucks a Lot. (laughs) (laughs) But Commander Al-Salah is like, We're out here, we're fucking doing our best, and you fuckers are shitting on our dicks. (laughs) Was that in the subtitles? And number one's like, Look, uh, this is a retrofit directive. Like, you're going to get state-of-the-art matter synthesizers. You can make whatever the fuck you need. You're going to get a full complement of automated mining craft. Pike's like, well, what do you think of that shit? He's like, I think I requested this five fucking years He's ago. He's like, yeah, it sounds like what I've been asking for for five years. And Pike <laughs> has the nerve, the gall, to be like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, Captain Hansen. The door opens up and a little kid comes in and he's like, Candy Pike, you're my hero. I hope I don't die in an explosion. <laughs> and yep. he's like, Oh, this is my son, Maat. And Pike's like, Uh, uh, gotta Ma- go. Maat to be leaving. <laughs> Maat's gonna be alive for Loma's life. The shittiest pun. I laughed so hard. But uh, he's like, he stands up right in front of this little kid. He's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, he plays it like not at Not all. cool at all. Cool. Yeah. Like if I was if I was Commander Al-Salah, I'd be like, Ma'at, never talk to that man again. Yeah, I'd be like, Ma'at, <laughs> you are an embarrassment to our family. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ma'at, how dare you run away Captain Pike, my hero. <laughs> Ma'at, I was just about to get his number. What the fuck, dude? Ma'at, I hope you die in an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ma just wanted to hero worship Captain Pike. Captain Pike was like, oh, my tummy hurt. Gotta go. Yeah. yeah. He goes back to his room and he's like, ah, oh, shit, that's one of the kids. I love that number one follows him, but he's like, I, I heard that name. That's one of those kids that's going to fucking die because of you. What yeah. are you going to do? And, she, and he's like, I don't fucking know, number one. He's like, wow, <laughs> fucking sensitivity training did wonders for you, number one. Great. Yeah. Put her on a poster. <laughs> and look what you get. <laughs> and uh, it's fucking Illyrians. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> genetically altered sons of bitches. They need to genetically alter their fucking empathy centers. Damn. Genetically <laughs> alter your fucking social situation awareness. But... Uh, <laughs> There are two cadets that'll die in the accident that puts him in the beep-beep machine, and Maad is one of them. Yeah. That's when number one's like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, uh... He's like, I'm gonna go... Drink some whiskey. I'm gonna go have some pasta mama. (laughs) And he leaves. (laughs) He's looking... uh, Again, we made fun of this the last time it happened on the show. He's standing in a room by himself, drinking, staring at children's like profiles yeah. on his screen. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good look. 
He's like, uh, dear Ma'at, you, it's cool that you want to be in Starfleet, but you're gonna bloat up if you do. <laughs> Here's where you need to not be on this date. I'm totally fucking up the timeline now. Uh, and uh, a voice behind him is like, you'll figure out how to say it. Trust me. And he turns around, and it's fucking him. And he's styling and fucking profiling in the movie uniform. Yeah, he's in the, uh, whatever those uniforms are called. The one, uh, I don't, I don't The like maroon them. monster. That's what they call them? That's what they called them on set, yeah. That's awesome. I, I knew there had to be a name for them, because there's a name for everything. But he's like, uh, he's a rear admiral, like, you know, we definitely are, too. Yeah, Wink. I'm a rear admiral. Admiral of that rear. That's right, get behind it, beep, beep. But he's like, I'm you. He's like, yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> there's a... Um, this episode uh, works a lot uh, in the same way that, like, More Trouble, More Tribbles, the Deep Space Nine episode works. Yeah. Where the nostalgia bait is weaved into the narrative in such a way that it doesn't feel like it's slapping yeah. you in the face with it. Yeah, it uses the it uses the already existing universe to its benefit. What a fucking idea. It's crazy. <laughs> what a crazy idea. But, um... There are moments in this episode where they try to go one-to-one with what happened at Balance of Terror, and I feel like that's to its detriment, in a way. Yeah, the the Romulan commander is less... Well, he's no Mark Leonard. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mark Leonard is going full fucking Shakespearean drama in Balance of Terror. Yeah, dude holds up a Romulan skull, and he's like, To Horatio, my friend! (laughs) Green Horatio, my friend. <laughs> but, uh, like, there's a scene later. I'm, like, jumping around a little bit. But there's, like, a scene later where um, Kirk has this excellent, excellent line in Balance yes, of Terror. Yes, Where he says, um, I underestimated him once. I won't be making that mistake again. And he, he says it to Pike, yeah. And he says it in this, and he says, I underestimated him. I won't make that mistake again. Yeah. And I was like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. He's also talking to Pike, which, like, weirdly, Pike has, like, this seniority shit, right? Yeah. Over... Well, they're both captains. Which, yeah. So it's, it's weird that Pike has decided, just all his own, that Kirk is the problem. I love that, though. It makes sense in a way, right? Like, Pike... um. We talked about this before where they, they mentioned that Pike is a rules follower, but they don't really show it Yeah, in yeah. other episodes. They show it in this one. Yeah. He's very much a cautious, like, thoughtful type captain. Whereas Kirk is much more, we need a solution and we need it now. Yeah. Uh, I I would say this makes Kirk's, like, legend better. Like, oh, yeah. The thought that Kirk is, like, reads a situation like almost instantly like a chess champion yeah, right t- like Kirk's tactical ability there's yeah. there's like the scene in Balance of Terror when they finally uh like the Romulan commander and Kirk finally get to speak to one another and the Romulan commander says and he does in this episode as well to Pike um you and I are one of a kind right we're right. of a kind you and I 
And um, he's saying that to Pike, but Pike isn't the one who made any of the decisions that led him to it's think that. Brilliant, it's brilliant, right? Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. a brilliant sort of like twist on that scene. And Pike thinks he's talking about like, we're of a kind that wants peace, yeah. right? And, and I mean, there's a little bit of that. A little right? bit, but that's Because I mean, not, even yeah. that's in Balance of Terror where like the other Romulans are like losing faith in the commander because he's yeah. like old and tired of war. Yeah. And, but he and still he, makes all the decisions that are like pro-war because, you know, he says, he even says like, I am too well trained in my duties, just as yeah. you are. Yeah. To the dickhead who works with him. Beard, uh, Beardulin. It's really, it's, uh, <laughs> it's better casting in this for like the dickhead upstart who like undermines him. Cause like in balance of terror, he's like 70 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just casting in the sixties, like wasn't great. Like, uh, crystal and I were talking about this. when We were watching Pluto is like, they would hire whatever dude, yeah, it didn't matter what age they were. It didn't matter what type of shape they were in. It didn't matter if they were ugly as sin. They yeah. would hire whatever dude to wear a Starfleet uniform. But you had to be almost a supermodel to be a yeah. female Starfleet officer. Oh yeah, no, you fucking that dude. That I mean, that's still like that though, right? Like, it's still like that. It's. I feel like they get a lot more handsome dudes in Starfleet. Well, yeah, they've evened it out in the way yeah. that now you have to be handsome all. Well, around. that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's this uh, like saying. I don't really re- know exactly where it came from, but somebody said like music became inexonerably worse when we stopped letting ugly people sing. Yeah, yeah, and you that's about- true of like acting yeah. as well. Like movies got so much worse when we decided ugly people couldn't be in them. I think that's why like um, people like Adam Driver so much because he's so interesting looking. Like he's not traditionally. I mean, I wouldn't say he's not handsome at all. But. Uh, I mean, he has, like, gigantic female fan clubs, so there is that. Are you talking about the masturbation clubs that I go to? I mean, heard about? Masturbation clubs, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll talk about this after this. <laughs> that, 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 that. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yep. Uh... But Captain Pike and Admiral Pike, as I'll be uh, talking about, have a conversation. First off, Captain Pike is like, is this some kind of fucking... And Admiral Pike is like, you mean joke? He's like, will you let me finish? (laughs) Let me finish my goddamn sentence. He's like, I'm sorry. And uh, Admiral Pike says, uh, he's like, you ever going to let me get a word in edgewise? And he's like, well, I knew you were going to say that as well, if it makes my case any better. Yeah. Well, he's, he's lived through this, apparently. Yeah, oh, right, he's like, right. who are, uh, like, prove that you're who you say you are. And he's like, your first pony was named Sir Nasalot. <laughs> he broke <laughs> his leg in a rainstorm and your parents had to put him down and you cried for a week. Did you tell anybody about that? And he's Damn. like, he's like, no, because it's hard to have a tragic backstory begin with such a silly name. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny. Yeah. The most self-aware captain, right? Like, uh, Captain Pike is in his own head in, like, a real way that I feel like existed long before he knew he was going to be in the beep-beep chair. Yeah. (laughs) He's the perfect person for the beep-beep chair, really. Um, I don't know what that means, but, uh... Uh, 
he's like, you're trying to change the future, stop the two cadets from dying in that accident in seven years, but and you succeed in that. But time has changing time has consequences, and you can never foresee what those consequences could be. Mm-hmm. He's like, and Captain Pike is like, well, what's the problem? The cadets are alive, and you're here. That proves I pulled it off. Yeah, what else is there? I'm so myopic in this understanding of time travel. Causality is complex, and he created the first domino in a chain of events that would lead to catastrophic results, altering the future in ways he never intended. He's like, end of the world type shit. And he's like, you sound exactly like those Klingon monks from Boreth. He's like, who do you think sent me? Oh, shit. What? I'm on a mission from God. Klingon God. <laughs> I'm on a mission from Time Crystal God. <laughs> but he's like, I, I'm talking about end of the world stuff here, even though it's it's like end of the fucking galaxy, galaxy shit. Yeah, Fate yeah. of the galaxy. He's like, the Kling, I convinced the Klingons to let me show your past, show you what's going to happen instead. And he's like, instead of what? And he's like, you know Klingons. Fucking ridge heads. Yeah, they wanted (laughs) me to fucking, like, kill you with a batleth and shit. It is a whole thing. (laughs) Which would have sucked for me, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Although he gets erased from time and existence anyway, so it's whatever. Whatever. Fucking, I was non-existent at one point. It wasn't bad. Or was it? (laughs) Oh, shit. That's the that's my new book, Non-Existent Sucks by Jeff Pennington. <laughs> I'd read it. Or not. Those are the <laughs> options. <laughs> Those are the only two. <laughs> Pike uh, touches the Chaos Emerald and goes yeah. forward in time. He's on the Enterprise officiating a wedding. But he has no idea what the fuck's happening. So he's like, he's like what was I saying? <laughs> And they're like, it's the time-honored tradition of every captain to do the thing. Which this is, this happened in Balance of Terror. And again, when Crystal and I were watching it, we had a conversation like, how much would this fucking suck? You're in a horrible life or death situation, and the only person that dies on the whole ship is Is your your fucking fiancé. That fucking dude... It fucking would. I, it would fuck you up. That's for, it for uh, me and yeah. uh, existence, I think. That's I'm going it. to Ryza and I'm doing all the fucking beetle snuff I can handle. I'm fucking eating the time crystal. <laughs> Who gives a shit what happens? <laughs> I'm becoming God. <laughs> I'm, I'm going off with the traveler. <laughs> but uh, I love that he's like, because I'm talking about weddings, right? <laughs> Yeah. But there's a red alert. He's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, which, like, yeah, great. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude. Uh, Spock calls, and he's like, number one here. Ooh, and Pike's uh-oh. like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? That's what he says. He's got the same hair as David yeah. Lynch. Yeah. Pretty uh, good. But he's like, Outpost 4 is under attack by a space vessel, identity unknown. And Pike heads up to the bridge. He's like, thank God I don't got to marry anybody today. Yeah. There's a, there's like a terseness to the way Spock talks to him until he figures out what's going on. That makes me wonder what happened between them in this timeline. 
Because he's yeah, like Spock's more Spock like, right? Like, Mr. Spock, status update. And Spock's like, Lieutenant Uhura will brief you further. And like yeah. walks away. Yeah, um, maybe he's just busy. Maybe, I don't know. Mitchell and Ortegas are still there. And Uhura is still there. So it's pretty much. And later on, uh, other Kirk. Uh, yeah. Fucking whatever his name is is still there. So it's like the same crew, pretty much. Except Laon ditched. Yeah, I like that Laon is Kirk's number one, though. That is cool. It's like a cool, like, uh, foreshadowing to the second season when she, like, spoilers, like, falls in love with him. <laughs> well, who wouldn't fall in love with Jim Kirk? <laughs> when they're in the most romantic city on Earth, Toronto, Canada. <laughs> Look, it can be if you pay the filming fees. <laughs> but Outpost 4 is under attack. They, uh, he- they're heading towards the situation, but Outpost 2 and 3 are fucking gone. They're, yeah. They've gone silent. Wiped out, baby. Ortegas is like, we got f- we're eight minutes out. And they Punch don't it. know who's attacking yet. But Ortegas is taking the part. There's a character in Balance of Terror who's just like a fucker. <laughs> yeah, she's a real fucker in this. Uh, what is this dude's fucking name? I've got the... Uh, Ensign Fucker. Lieutenant Stiles. Oh, man. Related Lieutenant to... Uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles and <laughs> from Save the Last Dance. Lieutenant Stylin and Profiling. <laughs> Actually, he's a piece of shit, so I won't call him that. Yeah. But, like, Ortegas is just acting exactly like him the entire episode. Yeah, it's kind of, like, weird because... You're like from an Ortega's point of view, like knowing this character for one season, it's a little out of character. It is a little out of character. Like we don't know what happened to her in this new timeline. Yeah, she gets fucked up by the Klingon War a little bit, but she doesn't really ever like turn into this weird hate monger. (laughs) Like I don't like in this in the timeline where like Pike survives, we don't know what happens to her. Yeah, she could have. I don't know, but it it doesn't make sense that she's so like. Hates Romulans because that's not we don't know anything of her. Yeah, backstory nobody's that has even seen to do them. With yeah, they don't know. Lieutenant yeah. Styles hates Romulans because his family's full of racists. Like he, they, yeah. his great great grandpappy was in the Romulan War. Yeah, so his great great grandpappy held the flag on the Romulan front, like in the <laughs> Civil War. How they just had a like a kid hold a flag for he, some reason. He was the guy playing the drums. Yeah, and the, the flute. <laughs> but pike's like we shouldn't make guesses yet and i'd like to avoid war if possible and she's like you fucking bitch ass pussy i'm gonna fucking show you a war he's like alert me when we're two minutes out spock join me in my ready room and spock's like here we go but uh, I love that he's like it skips him telling Spock, which is great. That's good writing. We yeah, already know is, what fucking this happened. is. This is brilliant. This is so smart. Yeah. Spock's like, is this a joke? Yeah. He's like, no, it's time crystal stuff. And Spock's like, hmm. Well, logically, time travel seems unlikely. So the it's Vulcan more likely the science you're... director it says that time travel is impossible. It's <laughs> that's what T'Pol says in the It's whole it's effort. more likely that you're nuts. As a fuck, so... And I'm taking over. God damn it, Spock. You're always trying to take over. I'm going to take command. <laughs> Remember the fucking... I guess the Galileo 7 hasn't happened yet, but you yeah. you don't do great when you take command the first time, dog. Yeah, it doesn't... No. 
<laughs> but uh, Pike's like, no, 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 no. I'm not mentally compromised. So what's the next logical solution? And Spock's Mind like, meld. Spock's like, wait a fucking tick. You can't just say you're not mentally compromised. Yeah. Spock's like, give me a mind meld. And he's and like, S- All right. In the original series, Spock was like, a mind meld is a terrible closeness. And nah, we I avoid it. This, I love in this how the, every human's just like, just fucking read my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the original series, Spock almost never used the mind meld because, it, like you said, it's a terrible closeness that, like, goes against the desires, the, like, but logic was, of Vulcans. But in but everything that that's ever been human, made since, he's like, all right, boop. Is that his human side being like, I don't want to be Vulcan? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a psychological... Maybe it's his... Feel, maybe it's just his feelings. It could be. It could be the fact that, like, he's not capable of dealing with the emotions that yeah. humans send to him. Yeah. Because he has to keep his own in check and right. theirs. It's harder for him to keep emotions in check because he's half human. Uh, Science. But they, they mind meld. And he sees the future accident yeah, that's now the past that. accident that didn't happen. Yeah. And he's like, Chris, you carry the bur- terrible burden of the future. And if I was Pike, I'd have been like, Captain Pike. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. But he's like, the accident occurred six months earlier. There were no cadets to save, and no one on the ship was even injured. Yeah. Nothing happened. Uh, but they they figure out that there has to be a crucial moment in history that he's been sent to because the time, the fucking Chaos Emeralds have sent yeah. him here for a purpose. Yeah, and and Rear Admiral Pike was like, there's, like, you have to see it to know what's wrong. Like, you have to pay attention yeah. and... and do what exactly you have you would do. Like, don't change anything. Yeah, so right? the only way to discover the terrible future is to live it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that I'm making these Chaos Emeralds jokes because there are time crystals in Sonic CD, and they're called that. Chaos Emeralds? No, time crystals. They're a different thing, and they're well, in I mean, Sonic time CD. Crystals is a really genius name for those. <laughs> I mean, it took all of, like, five seconds to come up with that. Outpost 4 has been fucked in the butt. Yeah, it's yeah, and Captain Hansen is like, uh, we're like underground in a mine that's made of iron and this fucking place is fo- totally fucked. Like there's a, there's a weird moment before that where Uhura is uh, like Pike is like, "Do we have any ships nearby?" and Uhura says the USS Farragut is closest, a couple hours away. And yeah. Pike's like, "Okay." And then Uhura looks at him fucking weird and says, it's Laon's ship. And he's like, yes, I must have forgot. <laughs> but, like, yeah. why would she do that? Like, uh, was she expecting yeah. him to be like, oh, Laon's ship? Yeah, I, I, I think it's narrative. I think it's It's, it's like, narrative. necessary to get across the fact. Um, I feel like... The fact that we've said several times now that something had to happen for narrative convenience, it's important to point out we're not saying that's okay. Yeah, (laughs) we're saying that there's a better. There was definitely a better way to go about it, but this is how they did it, and at least it serves the narrative. 
it could have been brought up by by uh, Kirk when he shows up. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like absolutely. when the Farragut shows up, Laon could be like on the bridge and uh, Pike like Laon like, shows. She comes to the ship at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, she's like pretty much there immediately. Yeah, but um, they receive a hail from uh, Hanson at Outpost Four. They start calling him Hanson now. Yeah. Named after the uh, 20th century's greatest boy uh, rock band. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it at boy, and I was going to be like, Chris Hansen? What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, Chris Hansen. Uh, Albos 2, 3, and 8 are gone. Destroyed Might by I... an unknown weapon. <laughs> the commander's like, our deflector shields were at maximum, and we still got fucked up. <laughs> Who attacked you? Uh. They disappeared. They're invisoed. And then, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Otegas is like, I told you, bitch, it's Romulus. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but uh, a ship decloaks and fires a, a Hadouken at the <laughs> outpost. It blows it the fuck up. <laughs> it fires a fucking Kamehameha wave. <laughs> It's I love the look of the, the Romulan ships. They oh, yeah. made them look so good. It looks cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But it destroys the entire asteroid, and we get to see uh, Hansen blowed up inside of it. Yeah, this is like a really old school, like, yeah, they, silly They pull effect. the wires back, and he goes, whoa, 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 in the background. It, it's super, like, cheesy, but I love it. And Ortegas <laughs> is like, let's fucking kill him. We can't let him get away with this, boss. Yeah, yeah. And Pike's like, do what? We can't see them. Yeah, we don't know where they are. Genius. Spock does the same line from Balance of Terror where he was like, fascinating that they appeared for only a moment to attack. But then he also adds from later in the episode, perhaps they have to uncloak in order to attack. He deduces much more quickly in this timeline. Yeah, he just fucking figures it out. It's got more RAM because he's more handsome. I said it. Uh oh. <laughs> he doesn't look like an Easter Island head. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Is that what Leonard Nimoy looks like to you? He's so craggy. <laughs> He's, He's a handsome a, man. He was yeah. a, he was a handsome man, but he was yeah. a craggy man. He's got a long face. It's very long. Me lengthy. too. <laughs> it's our Britishness. What's with the long horse face? Is what people are always saying to me. Yeah. 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 And I fucking throw my whole body at them like Kirk. <laughs> but uh, Captain Kirk is is here. The Farragut's here, and they're hailing us. I love this guy as Kirk. Like I, he's a good I, Kirk. I don't, I don't like Chris Pine so much. Like I like Chris Pine as an actor. Yeah, I don't think he does a good job at Kirk. I feel like no, that's the writing, no. though. I feel like he could yes. definitely do a good job if because in the Beyond at the beginning he does a fairly good job. He's decent. He's decent. Yeah, but he's not. This guy is like totally fucking believable as Kirk. Yeah, like, he's doing his own thing, but you yeah. still feel the Kirk. Exactly. It's kind of. It's like how. Uh, it's how What's Ethan Peck is doing Ethan it Peck, as well. Yeah. Like he's his own, and there's a another one of those scenes that don't work that they try to lift directly from Balance of Terror later, where they do the push in on yeah. Spock, and then he raises an eyebrow. He does the eyebrow. He can't. But the eyebrow's like, eh. 
<laughs> he doesn't have that eyebrow. And like, in Balance of Terror, there's like a, a real specificness to the angle, the low angle and the push-in upwards. The lighting. To, to the yeah, low the... angle of Spock. And then he it's like set perfectly, like the your directed vision onto his eye from the way yeah. the camera's uh, setting. And he like turns his head and does the big eyebrow raise. I feel like they were just like, we can't do that. It'll take us out of the show. Because that's such a specific, like, 1960s-ass shot, Well, they they do another one of these when uh, Pike is, like, sitting in his chair and he's contemplating, like Kirk does in Balance of Terror, like, what the next move is going to be. And in Balance of Terror, they do that classic, fucking fully classic James Kirk beam of light across the eyes. Of the eyes, yeah, yeah. And while he's thinking. Yeah. And they have, like, a fucking fish tank in front of Pike with the water, like, light yeah. hitting him, and the whole top of his head is lit up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, just don't do this. Yeah. You're doing so good otherwise. Yeah. Just yeah. don't do this. Stick to stick to the regular plan here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Pike is like, oh, like Sam Kirk's brother? Oh. And everybody's like, uh-huh. You got it. He's like, order a channel open. Kirk's like, Captain Pike, I'm here to offer my assistance. Nice. We pushed warp nine. Damn, as long dude. As safely as we could. Your ship should have fucking exploded. <laughs> dude. I love how he's like, ah, you just go warp nine for like 20 minutes. It's That's fine. fine. Just redline this bitch for 20 minutes. He's like, do you know who the attacker was? And or- Ortega's is like, we have a pretty fucking good idea about it. <laughs> Pike's like, we're attempting to determine conclusively. Hmm. And they start talking about the cloaking device having a gravitational signature, so it can be tracked theoretically. Yeah, their cloaking devices aren't great. Not yet, anyway. No. Like, in TNG, they can't do shit to track Only the tachyon grid does it. Yeah. Um, Spock's like, we can figure out the approximate location and the fact that they're moving in a very leisurely manner. And they leave out a fact that's in Balance of Terror that I think was extremely smart. When they're talking about the capability of the Bird of Prey, they're like, its weapons and defense systems completely outclass us, but it can only move at... uh, Yeah. uh, Like... Impulse. A quarter of the speed, yeah. It can only move at impulse. And I was like, it would take them 25 years to get anywhere. Yeah, they they would never get back. <laughs> but this is they again th- start theorizing that they have to decloak to fire, mm-hmm. and uh, they take a wild leap in logic uh, that they if that we can't see them, they can't see us. Yeah, which, and it turns out to be true. Yeah, which is also like not a thing that usually is the case no, with them. Absolutely not. Well, like, what can they see then? But right? that is true in TOS as well. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. Um, but the the Romulan vessel is heading back towards the neutral zone. Ortegas is like, "Look, these are Romulans. We need to kill them. Kill all Romulans. Spill their disgusting green blood. Yeah, purge, purge them. Get them out." <laughs> And Pike's like, if we breach the neutral zone, Starfleet will understand, and so will the Romulans, that it's an, an act of war. Yeah, and, and then we'll be left hung out to dry because we're expendable yeah. then. And Ortegas, very correctly, is yeah. like, destroying three Earth outposts is also an act of war. 
Yeah, we're already over the fucking Rubicon here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, Pike understands that an enemy that we don't know anything about might yeah. not see that as an act of war in the same way, which is something that Kirk also understands in Balance of Terror. Yeah. Like, we could still avoid a war if we destroy the... If we, as Kirk fi- figures out in Balance of Terror, but it takes, like, Pike never actually figures out, is that the only way to avoid a war is to destroy the evidence of what the um, Romulans have done, which is right. destroying the ship. Right. Uh, Pike never comes to that conclusion. He's trying to make peace. He's trying. Well, he's to... already in a fucking brawl in the schoolyard, and he wants to talk his way out of it. Where yes. Kirk is like, "Well, we can talk our way out of it, but I'm going to hit you in the fucking face first. Yeah, Kirk is Kirk is going to end the conflict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like he says, if you th- if you thought that I wasn't going to blow that I wasn't thinking about blowing them out of the sky, then you were definitely wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and this is when Pike is like, this is the problem. This dude's fucking crazy. Yeah, this dude's trying to kill these yeah. guys who killed thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't realize that there might be, like, the classic time travel, you know, mistake, hubris. Absolutely. Like, he thinks, well, I'm correct, and, and this yep. is wrong, right? And it's, it's something that, like, future Pike has set him up for, that, like, your decisions are what yeah. lead to this catastrophic... I feel like that's how he like convinced the Klingons to like let it play out. Like he's like, look, like if I show myself that like I'm an idiot, (laughs) it'll be way better. (laughs) Right? Like I feel like in this scenario, I would be far more Captain Pike than I would Captain Kirk. Oh yeah, I'm I'm the type of guy who would rather end a conflict peacefully if there's any chance of it. I'd be more Captain Kirk because I'm a redhead, and I I just like to fight for fun. <laughs> Maybe I'm the Romulans in this. I don't know. Although, like, we both have the like insight of how things are going to play out. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard to really make a decision. Right. One it's way hard. or the other. It's hard. It's hard as an audience watching this knowing what the right move is and and how precarious the situation really is, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Balance this of is Terror like, is called Balance of Terror for a reason, right? Yeah, like, this is like they're balancing on yeah. the needle head, the right? knife's edge, yeah. And <laughs> one move in either direction is going to cause, uh, as the Romulan commander puts it, a never-ending war. Yeah, it'll, yeah it's crazy. Uh, like, we forgot to take a break. I didn't. So now is a good time. (laughs) Took a break right at the masturbation club. (laughs) Rise it. We'll be right back after these jizzes. After these messages, we'll be right back. If you had a friend who was a king, what kind of a gift would you give him? Well, there are many people of prominence who have been thrilled to receive this. Zenith's famous nine-band transoceanic, the world's most exciting radio. Powered to tune in the world, you'll find every Zenith radio from the famous transoceanic to the tiniest pocket transistor is built in the Zenith quality tradition, including super-sensitive FM-AM radios, 
and some table and clock radios, and powerful solid-state portables. Over 100 radios to choose from, priced to fit every gift budget. At Zenith, the quality goes in before the name goes on. If you're buying a radio for a king, a friend, or for yourself, why not get the best? Welcome back from those jizzes, everybody. Hopefully, you're feeling satiated. So I'm. I could go from. I could do a, a toosie. Let, let me get some Powerade in me, and we'll be ready to go. Do you like Powerade over Gatorade? Uh, nah. I like Powerade lime better than Gatorade lime. I don't drink either, like very much. Uh, Dom Toretta says, "Get your shit together and drink it's more Powerade." True. You're right, Dom. I'm Our sorry. sponsor this week, Powerade. Uh, but. Uh, like Pike is like Spock have Sam Kirk come up to my ready room I need to have him fucking narc on his brother yeah I gotta listen to some hot goss from his bitch ass brother with a fucking mustache god damn mustaches always look bad sorry everybody yeah yeah it's not get a beard he's not pulling it he's not pulling it off yeah but he's like uh James James Kirk was always the head of the class. He's smart and highly skilled, but he's not above relying on charm or even luck. Yeah, Pike's like sounds like a wild card. A whole deck of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam is younger, right? I think Sam is his older brother. Uh, okay, okay. Because I, ne- I never know, especially because he's like he's a pain in the ass. He's a huge pain in the ass. Well, he gets captain, and why is Sam still a lieutenant? Whatever the fuck. Because Sam sucks dick. He's a fucking science boy. That's his problem. In the regular universe, he gets killed by a fucking sunny-side-up egg monster. (laughs) (laughs) They skip over that, huh? Uh, But um, he's as fine a captain as Starfleet has ever had, but he is known to bend the rules whenever he sees fit. Yeah, don't talk to Sam about this. He is such a fucking... Baby back bitch about it. Narc. Yeah, what a fucking tit sucking baby. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sucking a tit. Well, yeah, what? A, but he sucks it for sustenance, not for funstenance. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, mommy, I need more titty. That's him. That's Sam Kirk. Wow. <laughs> Is he the older brother? I feel like he's younger. But I don't know. I don't know. The The article doesn't seem to note one way or the other. I don't think they, they probably don't say ever. So, Although uh, implied by his possession of the generational suffix junior, it has not been outright stated that he was the eldest of George Sr.'s sons. However, according to the script notes of Operation Annihilate, he was said to be the eldest and older by 10 years. That's my favorite Operation Ivy album. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Um, <laughs> I think like three people got that joke. One of uh, them's Zane, and she doesn't even listen to this. No, show. doesn't listen to this shit. It's garbage. Yeah, she's got better things. Than that. <laughs> uh, there's a signal coming from an unused EM frequency coming from the comet Icarus Four directly ahead of them. Mm. It's being like bounced off of it, and Spock has deciphered it. He believes it's from the enemy ship, and when they turn it on. Dun, dun, dun. Oh the Romulans God. look just like Vulcans. And Ortegas turns to Spock and she's like, you green-blooded hobgoblin traitor. Pretty much. 
And then and it does like, the push in on him trying to raise his eyebrow, but he can't yeah. really do it very well. And Spock's like, wasn't me. <laughs> they saw me banging on the ship. It wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> Just tell them it wasn't you. They saw the Romulans were Vulcans. It wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, Captain Kirk beams aboard the Enterprise, and he hugs Sam. Uh, he's called his older brother in this Alpha article. Okay. Okay. There we go. And he's like, quite the ship. And Sam's like, that means he's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam leaves the episode, thankfully. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam is whatever. I got nothing he's against fine. Sam. He's fine. I think he's the weakest part of the show, but like, if it gets us more Kirk in the show, I'm fine with it, I guess. It's funny how we were both like so against the idea of bringing Kirk into the show to begin with. I mean, they really, they really did a really good but job. Yeah, they they surprised the hell yeah. out of me by doing a really good job integrating this him into is, the show. This is such a great way to do it, and I mean, look, they've earned my trust. This show can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, like they're they're they've had we some were, pretty big yeah. missteps in my opinion, but I've enjoyed almost everything yeah. they've done. So yeah, there's been some like eh, whatever, but that, I mean, they're right off the bat as far as a Star Trek show, they're doing pretty good, I think. Right? I mean, yeah, consider, absolutely. Like, you know, Voyager didn't get good for, like, four seasons, and then even then it's, like, still yeah. kind of not that good. <laughs> uh, but, like, they go to a meeting. Everybody's in the meeting, and Pike's like, it's too quiet in here. We're not going to solve this by not talking about it. Artegas is like, yeah, I think Spock should explain himself. What the fuck kind of bullshit is that, Ortegas? Spock's like, uh, I was just as surprised by the Romulan's appearance as you were, perhaps even more. But Kirk's like, you know, I have to agree that it does seem suspicious. And you're like, uh-oh, Kirk's going to be a spacist? Mm-mm. But he's like, not the similarity, but the fact that they would reveal it now. Yeah, why? They the, don't do anything, like, for no, no reason, right? Yeah, the Romulans knew that the Vulcans and humans had been allies. Yeah. So maybe they revealed this purposefully, like, dropped the transmission purposefully in order to sow discord amongst the ship. Yeah. And Ortegas is like, we'll ignore the pointy-eared elephant in the room. Damn, dude, it's like... That would be like me going into the, onto the Enterprise and seeing Ortegas and being like, remember the Alamo. Damn. <laughs> God damn. Right? Right, though? Let's ignore the, the lesbian-eared <laughs> elephant in the room, Ortegas. <laughs> Fucking lesbian-eared elephants, man. (laughs) You know what they're like. She's like, we're about to lose our prey. (laughs) Mitchell's like, yeah, they're going to go to the neutral zone in about an hour. And Kirk's like, we need to make a choice now. We got to fucking kill or rate them. Yeah, we got to do something. This is not good. And Spock's like, "Uh, we should kill them. (laughs) Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah. Uh, well, first, Dr. Mbenga is like, I'm bones for this scene. <laughs> uh, w- this is going to start a fucking war. Yeah. And Ortegas is like, the Romulan started it. <laughs> yeah. And Pike is like, this isn't the schoolyard. Yeah, um- Mbenga's the one who's like, this that's isn't Umbenga. the schoolyard. That's Billions Umbenga. of lives are at stake. Mm, and Pike's yeah. like, and that's why I want to hear everybody's opinions. And Mbenga's like, I'm against war. Benga, you're like a fucking 
ninja, dude. Like, yeah. this dude runs around with fucking knives and slits Klingon throats. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, uh, he's he's a super soldier and he's fucking tired of it. He's, he's like, I just want to be a country doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Ortegas is like, I'm also against war. That's why we need to destroy all the Romulans. I mean, the Romulans on that ship. I mean, all of them. Even the ones who look like them. And then she looks at Spock. Let's kill the women and children first. <laughs> the women and the children. I hate them! <laughs> I hate Romulans. They're so coarse and rough and they get everywhere. They're all green in all the wrong places. Oh no. <laughs> like their buttholes are green? Ew. The Kirk's like, what would happen if the if they go back to Romulus... And they, they tell the leaders that the Federation won't fight back. We need to attack. Yeah. And Spock's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> He's like, Vulcans used to be fuckboys, just like humans. Dude, I like this scene, though, because, like, like uh, God, I totally lost it. Pike is like notices how Spock and Kirk are, like, kind of getting on a little mm-hmm. bit, right? They're kind of like, like, like. You know, agreeing. Yeah, they're lot. bouncing off of each other yeah. really well. Yeah. But uh, we this is the first time in Balance of Terror anyway that we learn about Vulcan's aggressive colonizing period, savage even by human standards. Known as their British colonial period. Known as their rich masters period. Yeah. Rich master racist period. Oh no. We just, Rich Master just did get the trains running on time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, they call them the underground in London, I believe. Uh, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> but he says if the Romulans had retained this martial philosophy, then if we show weakness, they're going to fuck us up. And Ortegas is like, if me and Spock can agree on something, then there's hope after all. And I'm like... like the- where what did the, this come yeah, from? Where this happened all in the span of fifteen minutes, like in the in the universe. Like Ortega's just hates Spock now? Alright. I I guess. <laughs> sure. But they're gonna use the same plan from Balance of Terror that uh spoiler alert didn't work in Balance of Terror either. Yeah. Yeah. While the bird of prey is cloaked. If it goes through a comet's tail, it'll create particle distortion so they'll know the exact location and be able to shoot them with their big guns. Yeah, but the Romulans have figured out that much about cloaking technology. They were going to fucking pincer maneuver them. Yeah, because they got the Farragut and the Enterprise. But uh, our boy Pike is like, it's got to be Captain Kirk who fucks the future up. It yeah, couldn't be me. It's not me. It's not little old me. I must stop him. <sighs> I must save the future from yeah. someone else who isn't me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they're they're about to jump on them, but the problem comes in, like Josh said, they know how cloaking technology works. They made yeah. it. Yeah. So they don't get caught in the comet's tail. Why fly through a comet's tail if that's what's going to make you seen, right? Uh, like, yeah, so they, they see the other ships because of it, and they, uh, they decloak, they launch their Hadouken into the fucking Farragut, and it obliterates it. Gets fucking Farragotten. Uh, Farragotten. 
Farrah got about it. <laughs> and uh, Kirk is like, fire phasers on the Romulans. Get their, well, we've got their attention. But Pike's like, no, we might hit your ship. And he's like, fucking do it. <laughs> but he orders Mitchell to fire full phasers. And thankfully, we don't get the balance of terror cut away to three per- three other people going, fire full phasers, fire full phasers, yeah, firing yeah. full phasers. Yeah, do it. Just fucking shoot. Go. Yeah. But uh, they she hit the some. bird of praise, yeah. Port Nacelle. And, and she's like, I hit him. <laughs> and wow, we actually hit him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they order hailing fre- He orders hailing frequencies to the Romulans, and they're like, "Well, they haven't answered yet." And he's like, "They'll do it now." Yeah, but they fire another plasma beam. Another Hadouken. Oh, they already got their meter up already. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they got the super meter up to do the fucking they- Shinku Hadouken again. What were they doing? What had- were they like just like? Leg sweep in the Farragut when it was... <laughs> this is such a fucking niche joke. I know. I know. <laughs> so fucking, uh, mine is even more niche than I'm about to make. They just fucking uh, did fast f- fast light attacks as Chun-Li until they <laughs> built their fucking beer back up again. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, but the Farragut is about to lose life support, so they beam him on over. Chief Kyle, warm up those transporters, because I yep. sure am hungry for a delicious Krabby Patty. <laughs> First one over, my girl. Oh, so good in gold. Come on, Lon. She does look good in gold, it's true. I'll put you in gold, Lon. And Pike's golden shower? <laughs> yeah, what? No, I mean, no, but I mean, I'm, nothing's off the table. Wow. <laughs> Let's just bathe in that golden shower for a moment together. <laughs> oh, but uh, she hugs Pike. And she's like, I didn't remember you being such a hugger, Lieutenant. And she's like, Commander? Commander. Yep. He's like, have yep. you spoken to Una recently? And she's like, you uh, she, you know she's not allowed contact. Yeah, nobody can. So you're like, oh, God, is she dead? What like, happened? Know yet. Yeah. Uh, Captain Kirk beams aboard, and he's like, Pike, you and I need to talk right now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pissed, dude. He's like, you flinched. You deliberated, and we lost. Yeah. Pike's like, "What? they fired, and then we fired on them. That's the only reason you're still alive, Kirk. Yeah. And he's but. like, you wanted to cripple the Romulans instead of destroying them. And he's like, yeah. don't question my combat readiness just because we have different viewpoints. Yeah. And Kirk's like, I think you a baby back bitch. <laughs> I heard that you're such a wiener baby that fucking, like, my brother, you suck on a titty for sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised in a fucking wolf's den, and I suckled venomous snakes to live. <laughs> Dickhead. In Idaho, it gets so cold, we have to sleep with wolves and eat snake tits. Iowa. What did I say, Idaho? Idaho? Same fucking place. It's all the same shit. One has the nose of Mimal, and the other one's the potato place. I love potatoes. I thought you were going to say, I love Mimal. I don't know what that is. Oh, you never heard of Mimal? Mm-mm. Go to the uh, America states. I'm already yeah. there. I live go, in one. Go, I mean, go to a map, like, look at an image. <laughs> Map put of in, America? Put in Mimal. Just put Mimal. M-I-M-A-L. M-I-M-A-L. Mimal. Oh, they, it's this guy. Yeah, it's the chef with the turkey. Uh, <laughs> people are including a dick. 
coming out. That's a tray. That's a dick. <laughs> that's a, that's a fucked up dick, dude. He's he's got a trapezoid for a dick. It's fine. It's <laughs> see, he's got Iowa's the nose of Mimo. Oh, why do you know this? Doesn't everybody know Mimo? Well, I mean, like English people don't. know Everybody who's like, not a moron. <laughs> English people don't know where like this is me shitting on rich. I didn't know Mimo. No, but they don't know like where New York is. So like, like the city. Oh. You know, like the that, that's the only thing they know. They're like, that's where the friends live. <laughs> that's where Smelly Cat lives. But uh, Pike's like, why all this rage over a second's delay? And uh, Kirk is like, tell me I'm wrong, Captain, and I'll back down. Yeah. So Kirk. So cool. And he's like, Pike's like, only one of us has a ship left, you fuck boy. Yeah. My my decision is my ship isn't destroyed. And it's like, yeah, but... This is when he does, like, I I underestimated the Romulan captain. I won't do it again. Yeah. Weak. Yeah. I it's underestimated just, him once. I won't make the same mistake again. I think, I think it's good, though, because he's talking to Pike, who's, like, sort of his... Again, like, his superior in a way. Cause he's I guess like Pike f- is, like... At this point, Kirk is 36... Yeah. And I think Pike is in his 40s. And Pike's, like, the captain of the flagship, Yeah, he's right? the captain like, of the Enterprise. Yeah. So when he's doing it in Balance of Terror, he's talking to Spock, who's, like, his friend. So he's being much more honest, right? He's I think he's talking his... to Sulu. Well, is he? Well, then, Sulu, who's, like, he hates. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about, because we watched the fucking, um, uh... The the planet that makes shit for them, and it made, like, the White Rabbit and Alice in yeah, Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. We watched one. that one as well, and uh, Sulu reveals he's a botanist. He yeah. collects ancient weapons, and he's a big reader in that episode. I'm like, this is the most well-rounded man that ever lived. He's a renaissance man, dude. He also uh, is a great fencer. And we know that because everything always has him fencing. Yes, or he, he has a lightsaber. He fenced. Remember in 2009 when he had a lightsaber? That he was hit cool. a, the the fucking uh, Deathstroke the Terminator sword that like yeah. flicks out. Yeah, like the impossible. Yeah, whatever the fuck sword. Uh, uh, Spock. Scanned the bird of prey before it cloaked, and it was trailing trilithium fragments, meaning that their power supply was fucked. Mm-mm. So they're not going to be able to make it home. And uh, the Enterprise should be able to overtake them at this point, but they don't have phasers anymore, and torpedo tubes have been damaged. Yeah, this is where Kirk would have been like, we got them, right? Yeah, Kirk's like, well, Pike is like, well, we can't attack them. But Kirk's like, they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know. Why would you tell them that, right? Pike orders hailing frequency, and Kirk's like, what are you doing? He's like, taking oh. a risk. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they have a little conversation. You know, Pike is like, you know, we've been at war for 100 years. Neither of us remember the yeah. reasons, and we don't even question it, but they could make a different choice. Mm. and maybe work towards a peace. So how about a ceasefire? And the the Romulan commander's like, wow, I didn't know Federation was bitch-made. <laughs> I bet you suck on uh, mammary glands for sustenance. 
But he's like, you know what? Cool. We'll do a two-hour ceasefire. That's fine. Yeah, which, like, it's, again, I think it shows how, like, ahead of his time Pike is, right? Like, Pike can see that the future is, like, peace with Romulus, but yeah. we're not there yet because Spock hasn't done any of that groundwork, well, right? There, there's a, um... Quote me in a previous episode of this show when I was talking about Pike being on Discovery. It's yeah. like a TNG character had been dropped into Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Because he's so far ahead of his time, he's much more Picard than he is like Kirk, right? Captains of his era. He's like Picard if Picard was like fun. It's true. <laughs> he's he's like a got a really charming personality yeah. that Picard doesn't have. Yeah. Picard's like, I just want to go play my flute and read a book. Pike is like, let's have a party. Everyone come over and drink fucking Mai Tai. Everybody come over to my room and I'll make you pasta mama. (laughs) We're going to drink Mai Tais. (laughs) He does have Mai Tais. Um, (laughs) But the channel closes. They agree to the good faith gesture. Two hour ceasefire. And Ortegas is like, we need to fucking blast him out of the sky! We can't trust him! And Pike's like, stand down, Ortegas. Which would be the the next best out you have, right? Like, like if they did that, like the Romulans would be like, they're fucking crazy, those yeah, fucking humans. That'd be humans. so unfederation, yeah. though. Yeah, but, but uh, she's like, we can't let him get away with it! We can't keep getting away with it! <laughs> He can't keep getting away with this. Stand down, Ortegas. Yeah, it's Hanson. Yes, sir. Spock pulls his collar and goes, A little hot in here. The Romulans have stopped their forward motion. Kirk's like, what are they doing over there? Hopefully the same thing we are. Trying to take over the world. Yeah, Pinky, Kirk. They're, (laughs) They're Christopher and Kirk. They're Christopher <laughs> and Kirk. Kirk. One is a genius, genius the, the other, other is work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the sub-commander on the Bird of Prey is like, You're the one who's bitch-made, Commander! Yeah. I can't believe you're parlaying with these humey pink skins. We need to kill him to death right now. We have a Hadouken, motherfucker. Charge that shit. They don't have any projectiles. We're just fucking spamming, baby. (laughs) (laughs) The the subcommander's like, let's fix the weapons and then shoot them. Yeah. And he's like, nah, dude, you remember how your dad died? He's like, like yeah. yeah. He was cool. He's like, yeah, he died for no fucking reason. He was Yeah, I was there. He died like a moron. What a dumb fucking idiot. Just like you. Yeah, it's genetic. <laughs> so It's a waste. It's stupid. It made us weaker. Yeah. He's like, I'm old enough. I don't give a fuck what these Gen Z think about me. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what a ick talk is, but... I don't know shit about situation ships. I only know about birds of prey ships. I don't understand your random Romulan reference humor. He's like, look, on my ship, we think we look at the world clearly, not based on ego. Nice. So fix the engines, like I said, or I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to stab you with a gun. <laughs> stab you with a gun? Yeah. You know somebody fucking make, like, mean business when they if stab you with a gun. If you get stabbed with a gun, yeah, you fucked up, dude. 
<laughs> like, I don't know what the peace game you're playing with the Federation is going to work. He's like, but we're going to yeah. see it through. And it'll be a good thing if we achieve it. And yep. if not, then you'll have your war. So dramatic. God, it'd be exhausting living as a Romulan. Yeah, no fucking doubt, man. Like, can't we just fucking get, drink some Mai Tais? I think like, this guy is the weakest link in this episode, by the way. The guy the, who plays the commander. The, yeah, he's not great. It's. I feel like when you're trying to live up to, like, Mark Leonard's, like performance and balance of terror like yeah. you have to go with another tack somehow and he went very straight laced and like he's, plain spoken he's like almost like like a diminutive looking guy in this right like yeah he yeah i don't know like mark he, leonard had such presence he's also the only one on the ship in balance of terror who's not wearing a stupid fucking like mango helmet on his head that's right i forgot about the helmets so like he didn't crack a coconut and slip it over his fucking dome like so that he picture looks, of a cat who has that fruit on its head it has the melon <laughs> the melon cat yeah um pike is think, like hey spock you want a coffee He's like, I don't drink coffee, I drink tea. And he's like, do you want a tea? And he goes, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yep. <laughs> he's like, everything's so fucked up, but it's going to get worse? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you got to follow your instinct in hopes the truth will present itself. Uh-huh. It turns out, Spock reveals that Una was sent to a Federation penal colony on Salia 6. They got a lot of trees on Salia 6, and she's raking up she's those years. She's raking man. the leaves. Rake those fucking leaves, you prisoner. She's been there for seven years. She's Jesus. made so many leaf piles. Dude, this is... <laughs> and then they just, like... <laughs> At night. Somebody comes along with a fucking leaf blower. Leaf blower. <laughs> they blow them all back. And it's at night, so it's just all night. Great. <laughs> it's like my fucking neighborhood. Um, <laughs> Pike is like, but why is she in jail? And Spock's like, her deception. I thought you knew about it even years ago, which he did. Yeah. Captain Kirk comes in and Spock leaves. And uh, Kirk and, P- and Pike have a little bit of a conversation about how Kirk would handle the situation. Yeah. Kirk's like, yeah, I would have fucking blown him out of the sky, but it's not my call. Right. Like, I don't know if the Romulans can be trusted, but I, I guess I don't know if they, if they can't be trusted either. Mm-hmm. This is where the military, like knowledge plays in like like kirk is a tactician yeah that guy knows exactly what he's doing pike's a diplomat which is why he should be an admiral right yes he doesn't have a great military and like sure like they're not a military whatever whatever the fuck right blah 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 but like when you need to defend yourself like you're gonna need to defend yourself right like kirk is capable of diplomacy yeah. In the same way that like every captain is capable of diplomacy, but really like his his like specialty cuz like every um captain has a specialty. Yeah. And Kirk's is tactics. Yeah, he's like, like he a outsmarts genius. his yeah. opponents. Um and Kirk comes up with this plan. He doesn't really reveal it right now, but he's like uh 
they're at the edge of the neutral zone, they could summon reinforcements. What if the Enterprise was capable of doing the same? Right. And Pike's like, we're like in the middle of nowhere by ourselves, and it'd take days. But Kirk's like, but the Romulans don't know that. Yeah. Can I borrow a <laughs> shuttle? <laughs> it's funny. Prius <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> Spock is in a Jeffrey's tube. He's working on my on a me tube. This is cool. I like this part a lot. He's whoever they got to do this is really good. By the way, yeah, I looked it up, but I uh, I forgot the name. It's, it's he's not, just doing this the yeah, voice. It's not the guy who they get in this. No, it's not two. his son. It's not. Um, That's his son in season two. No, maybe. Okay. I don't know. But I his no... son played him on Star Trek Continues, like the fan series uh, with like okay, the yeah, guy yeah. who was like a pedophile who played Kirk. He, yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking about S- Scotty, apparently. But yeah, Scotty is at the bottom of it, and he he you get to hear Scotty talk to Spock, and it's fucking it's nice. It's a nice yeah, little. It's thing. a really good, and he does that. I'm not not a miracle worker. I'm a yeah, I'm an engineer, engineer, not a miracle worker, yeah, Mister yeah, Spock. Yeah. Nice. Two hours are about to be up. The engines are online. Weapons are still down. Uh oh. Uhura's like two hours at mark. Yep. Pike orders the channel open to the Romulan ship. He's like, Did you finish repairs, Commander? And he's like, Did you you? finish repairs, (laughs) Captain? It's so good. Fair enough. He's like, Look, we humans aren't weak. We love dicks and tits. We love to fuck. And he was was like, what? What What are they? What is that? What are you talking about? But he's like, we see a partner rather than an enemy. And and to reach across the way to an enemy with a hand open is a gesture of faith and strength, not a failure of character. Yeah, do Romulans have that strength? And the commander's like, I too tire of endless war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then a million Romulan ships show and then it up. It turns into an episode of Discovery for half of a second. Uh oh! All these fucking ships show up. And They're gonna have like, to shoot so many ships down with their one ship. <laughs> it's like, god damn it! This ain't looking good, boys. The commander's like, "What the fuck have you done, sub commander?" And he's like, "Look, you were bitch. I was rich, masters, <laughs> and I called in." A colonial strike. <laughs> My favorite Sega game from the 90s, Colonial Strike. <laughs> you fly around as a British helicopter. That makes perfect sense. But he's like, ah, you disobeyed a direct order. And he's like, if you hadn't tried to negotiate with the fuckboy races, then yeah. we wouldn't have had to do it. This dude gets fucked, though, because, like, they all die, so. Yeah. Fucking way to Good go, job, dickweed. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like you don't uh, he's remember just like his dad. T- he's an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. He was yeah. the commander was right. Yep, yep. It is genetic. <laughs> he's like you don't remember a time without war, but I do. Who would win an endless war with the Federation? And sub commander's like we would. He's like it's endless, dude. That means it's never. There's no winning. The captain, the human captain, will never trust my word now. We'll never be yeah. bestest friends forever. We were going to be pen pals, and I was going to send him various snacky foods from Romulus. Ooh, that sounds great. And then I was going to send him some really gross snacky foods from Remus. 
I was going to send him some really gross dick pics. <laughs> From Reem. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, take this sub-commander out of my sight. Yeah. <laughs> the flagship of yeah. the Romulans. The Praetor is, is there. The Praetor is there, and she's, she's like, surrender yeah. yourself and kneel before me. And Pike's like, well, since I'm not Romulan, you'll forgive me if I don't kneel. Yeah, like, he's playing it really cool here, but, like, man, at this point, dude. Yeah, you're like, pretty fucked. This is bad. But he's like, we're man. on this our side of the neutral zone, and you're on your side, so what's why are you demanding surrender? And yeah. she's like, look, I don't give a fuck. You're surrounded. You got one minute to surrender. I'll destroy you. Um, but Kirk's plan comes into play, baby. Here come the robots. <laughs> he shows up with dozens and dozens of ships with Federation signatures, and they're just mining ships and shit. But the yeah. Romulans don't know that. They don't know, and yeah, they're all uh, like automated ships except the one that Kirk is flying. And Pike's like, you sneaky son of a bitch. He's like, yeah, you probably should have fucking listened to what I had to say. I'm fucking good at this. Yeah, it's it's almost like if I was in charge of this situation, it would turn out better. Yeah, gone totally. We might be only facing one ship instead of, I don't know, how many are out there? 50? And, 500? Uh, I don't know. They still don't have phasers. Great. This is going to be great. The Praetor calls back and... Uh, uh, Kirk gets Kirk is on the party line. Yeah, he's he's he picked up the phone quietly in the other room. Yeah, he's like the Delta class attack ships are here. We're not. We're hopefully we don't have to use them. The Praetor is like you're starting a war. He's like you're starting a war, and he's like we're on our side of the border though. What are you yeah. talking about? Random training mission coincidence. Wink. You're the ones who attacked our fucking outpost. He's yeah. like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they're like, look like, at this fucking VHS tape. <laughs> I got this shit off a of sci-fi channel. Look at this. We found this laser disc with all the info on it. Hold on, it takes a minute. They pick it up like, <laughs> so big. Sleeve here. It's got a sleeve. <laughs> but the bird of prey uh, decloaks and breaks formation. And he's like, what is this? And the Praetor's like, yeah. it's a culling. They should never have let themselves be caught. This is brutal as fuck, dude. Yeah, the the commander calls him, and uh, he's like, I'll beam you and your crew aboard. He's like, it's not our way. Yeah, yeah. Too old to change. You and I are of a kind. In a different reality, I could have called you friend, which is what he says to Kirk in Balance of Terror. And again, he's judging Pike on the... Things that Kirk... Like the choices and tactics that Kirk created. Yeah. And we're just creatures of duty. Just one more duty left to perform. And then he gets fucking obliterated out of the sky. Yep. Dead. One million Star Fox R-Wing shots, (laughs) and it's gone. (laughs) One of them shoots the bomb. It feels so good. Watching all that shit vaporize. Yeah. The Praetor calls back, and he's like, now we're... She's like, now we're even stronger. Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. (laughs) Pike's like, well, how about we end... uh, a hundred you're about to end a hundred years of peace and she's like what the fuck does peace mean to a romulan yeah. we have no use for it 
And thanks for letting us know that the Federation are soft-handed, weak-ass, titty-sucking bitch maids. <laughs> <laughs> I suckle on the serpent's teat under the serpent's teat. I suckle on tit only for sexual pleasure and venom to make myself even harder. Jesus. <laughs> uh, they start evasive maneuverings. Warp engines are down. And the drone fleet moves in front of the Enterprise to cover them and starts getting destroyed, shot out of the oh, sky. These, this set was a lie. They were lying about them being Delta Squad. Delta... <laughs> Uh, the ships are getting obliterated. They beam Kirk back to the Enterprise. Uh, Ortegas hits the engines. Pike says, hit it. And they, they warp go. jump just as they almost got Hadoukened. Man, so tense. And also, here comes the press conference. Yeah, Romulan transmission on all subspace channels. They have de- War had been declared. War were declared. <laughs> God, and we just bought that ham gum. Decks 5, 11, 12, and 22 breached. Weapons control down. Spock dead. Spock has no left leg. His face is half melted. He's got green blood all over the table. Green blood? Green bud. (laughs) My green bud is dying. Uh, Instead of the dude dying in Balance of Terror from the the fiancés, the lady dies. The lady dies. It's faded to be. Umbinga nods over towards a bio bed and there's a little like the reason why I was thinking of Spike Lee before we started talking is there's like fully a Spike Lee moment in this scene where Pike is like attached to the camera and he's just floating through the scene yeah it's like he's it's only for like a two second shot but I was like fucking did Spike Lee guest direct this I never even thought of that that's interesting that yeah I I remember when I watched it I was like oh that's like such a I was like that's cool it's a a little weird I was like it is a little weird weird, but it's like straight out of every Spike Lee movie yeah but um (laughs) Spock no left leg face burned uh hamburger helper on his uniform (laughs) (laughs) green hamburger helper ew Nurse Chapel is sad as fuck. He's she's got, like, she's like, yeah. he's got massive cerebral trauma, major, major blood loss, spinal fractures, radiation burns across forty percent of his body. If he ever recovers from it, he'll never be the same. I guess I won't fuck him again. Again? Well, wink. I'll never bring him Plomeek soup that he'll throw at me again. It's more like blow me soup because she <laughs> was, wants him to fucking blow her. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Pike stares out into space. He's getting crunk. He's trying to forget. Yeah. This and isn't good. His future self shows up again. Told you. He's like, I know what you're thinking. I thought the same thing. You traded your fate for Spock's, but it gets worse. Oh, good. The war with the Romulans is still going on now in my timeline. Millions have died. That's it? Jeez. You started it, Pike. You suck dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good, dude. And the only chance for a lasting peace between the Federation and the Romulans in any timeline was lying in a bio bed. How many times, like, did he fucking, like, 
Doctor Strange like go to like different timelines and like look around and shit. Yeah, he knows every timeline. Yeah. He knows shit that happens in TNG and shit. Yeah, yeah. I've been to fourteen million five hundred and two timelines or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> every time Pike tries to change his path, Spock dies. Damn. And he had to do fate of the galaxy type things. He's got. He's like he has stuff to do. Fate of the galaxy type stuff. <laughs> Captain Pike is like, thank you. He's like, uh, how often do people get to give their lives for someone twice in one day? Nice. And he's like, because there's two of us and we're both. He's like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's about to touch the chaos emerald again and go super saiyan. But the door chimes. Mm. Kirk comes in, and they have, like, a strange moment where he's like, here's your drink. It feels like I was supposed to meet you. And Kirk's like, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Pike, I understand that you had tried for something better. But tried it, and yeah. lost. But did it ever occur to you that maybe if you weren't such a tit-suckling baby... We'd have won. <laughs> exactly. I feel like this is so harsh. Like, it's like a did it ever occur to you that if you weren't such a baby back bitch tit, yeah. yeah, that you could have destroyed the bird of prey and we wouldn't be at war for one million years? Yeah. I mean, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Pike says, You're a good captain, Jim Kirk. You really roasted me. You got me. <laughs> The Enterprise would be glad to have you, but I'm not retiring. He's like, oh, you planning on retiring? He's like, nah, I'm going to ride this one out, get my pension, and go to ride. <laughs> uh, where are you from, Kirk? He's like, oh, I grew up in Iowa. My George, my, my George father was the first officer on the USS yeah. Kelvin. Yeah. Boy, if he died, shit would get fucked Dude, up. Dude, don't even <laughs> mention George Kirk dying. That's, oh my god. Kirk leaves, Pike picks up the time crystal, and he fucking time zoop. shifts back to the future. Zoop, zoop. Deletes the letter to Maat. And he goes to a conference room and stares at a giant fucking screen of Kirk's profile. Yeah. And, uh... Spock comes in. Oh yeah, he mentions, like, as the audio's cutting off, Kirk does that he... his. He, they shortly after moved to Tarsus 4. That's it, yeah. Which is where the massacre was. Spock comes in, and they have a little conversation. And uh, he's like, does does Maat's name have something to do with your knowledge of the future? And Pike's like, yeah, some fates are inescapable. And even mm-hmm. if I could get out of it, it might fall to someone else. Someone mm-hmm. I know. And Spock's like, I, that's me, I think. He's like, I see why you were so glad to see me. That's right. He's like, I'm glad to see you. And he's like, uh, okay. He's like, I, I believe I owe you a debt of gratitude, although for precisely what, I didn't know. Yeah. And there's this, like, beautiful moment where Pike says, you know, you're very important to me, Spock. Yeah. And Spock says, as are you to me, Chris. Yeah. It's and, nice. Which, like, really, really comes into play in the menagerie. Where, like, Spock could have lost his commission as a Starfleet officer. Yeah. By, like, uh, kidnapping, or rather, like, helping 
Pike escape from his trial mm-hmm. and taking him back to the big head planet so he can live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> the big head planet. But uh, Pike walks around and fucking cheeses at everybody on the bridge for a while. And Uhura's like, what the fuck? Is he hitting on me? <laughs> She's like, do I like it? <laughs> Dude, I love uh, when she's on the Enterprise in the future and she has that swoopy neck outfit. Oh, I love the oh, that swoopy is cool. neck. That is cool as hell. <laughs> um, but Captain Patel is beaming aboard. And oh, Pike's goody. like, ah, I get the fuck again. <laughs> they want to meet Pike and Una, and he's like, hmm, threesome? He's like, with Una? Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> she does. She is pretty hot. Pike is like, hey, Battelle, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Let's get you out of that uniform. And then the security guard goes, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what I'm about to do. And two um, security guards grab Una. He's, and Battelle's like, uh, Una's being placed under arrest for violation of the Federation's ban on genetic modifications. She's an Illyrian. Mm-mm. And Pike's like, I don't give a shit what she is. She's my first officer. And then he fucking assaults one of the security guards. He's like, dude, he just fucking, yeah, punches him. He grabs his hand and bends that shit that's, back and puts him it. on the floor, yeah, which yeah. you would get into real trouble for that nah, shit. Nah, nah, he's captain, dude. They can do that. <laughs> but Battelle's, uh, he lets her, lets him go, and Battelle's like, I didn't ask for this. I'm really sorry. And Pike's like, so am I. Because this isn't over. There it is. Now, that's a great season cliffhanger that, like, was set up earlier and immediately yeah. is paid off with a... End of season a, one. Yeah. End of season one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you know that... Uh, here's a John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this episode, Paul Wesley becomes the sixth actor to portray James T. Kirk. Okay, who are they all? William Shatner, of course. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Smith played Kirk while in Janice Lester's body in Turnabout Intruder. Oh my god, okay, we're doing this. Okay. All Joy right. Daver played him as a baby, Jimmy okay. Bennett as a child, and Chris Pine as an adult in the okay. alternate reality version. Right. So that's, that's uh, six of them, baby. I didn't know we were being pedantic about this. <laughs> Shallow and pedant. Shallow. Yes, sorry. My my bad. <laughs> oh, man. Are we, are we doing this scale now? Yeah, why not? I was, like, reading. Sorry. Um, no, this is good. Let's wheel it out the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Drink with your boys. I installed a... Shit. The fanfare? My god. Bring the kid out with the flute. Federation time. What are you giving this episode, Josh? I'm giving this I was gonna give it an eight point five. I'm g I might go eight. Um It clear I lo- it clears up this whole fucking thing, right? Like now we don't have to fucking worry about this shit anymore, right? Yeah. We don't have to worry about Pike and his sad feelings about being in a beep chair. It's done. We're done. It, it's gone. Till the show is over. He his future. Yeah. The show, the show can move on and do other things. 
And it's it's, it's, it's still great. open enough that if you want to go back to it, you find something more interesting to do with it, you can. Yeah. It's perfect. It's a perfect way to deal with it. Um, Kirk is great. I love this guy as Kirk. He has uh, a certain, like, gravitas, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't look anything like Kirk. But no, but he doesn't. He still not look portrays like him. It like it sort of like he gives the same essence in his performance. Yeah, it gets better. Have you seen the episode with him and Lon? I haven't. I have not. Oh man, it gets better. He gets he gets better. That's what I was talking about yesterday, where I was like, uh, the big Jeff Pennington question that I always have to answer: Do I? Watch a new oh. a new season of a show that I like. Is that like speak what, to yeah. someone in the fucking present about something, <laughs> or do I watch more X Files? <laughs> you should at least. I don't season two. You can just kind of skip around. You don't need to. Fight. I ended up not doing either. I ended up like playing a game instead. So did you watch the uh, the beginning of season two with? Yeah, you saw the one with uh, Una when she gets. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 that one's great. That's a good episode. I feel like season two, from what I've seen, is better than season one. I would agree. I could do without the musical episode, but I appreciate how ridiculous it is. So that's cool. The Lower Decks episode is fucking amazing. I've seen that one. It's so good. I skipped ahead to that one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give this episode... Uh, I'm I'm caught between giving it a 9 and an 8.5. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like... I feel like maybe... I... If the contrivances of story had bothered me more, right, I would have given. I think I'd, I'd give it an eight point five. But the fact that it's all still in service of the narrative, they yeah. gloss over it very quickly so they can get back to the meat of the story. Yeah, uh, every character is treated with great care. Yeah, um, and it's a retread of a story we've already seen that's so incredibly different. And there's something so fun about that. Yeah, Being it's able amazing. To, like, come at a story in an entirely different direction and see an alternate take on it that's like actually interesting and adds on to the original in a way. I uh, can't help but I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, I just I can't it. I can't help but feel like this is like st- how I feel like again I'm placing my own personal feelings into the people who make this show. Yeah. But like there's a little bit of like this is how you do an alternate timeline story, right? I can see this that. is how you do it. Like, although like one of the guys who wrote on it is like J.J. Abrams' best friend. I think they only credited him for the the crystals, man. <laughs> I could buy that. I'd buy that for a dollar. I don't know if he if he is his best friend, then he learned not the bad things from him. I'm giving it a nine. That's great, yeah. It's a great, um, it's really it's good. It's a great episode. I think Strange New Worlds is a really great series, and it's it's that and Lower Decks are the series that really make me excited for more Star Trek. I know. I really hope that at some point, Strange New Worlds becomes. Uh, and I never thought I would say this, but I hope Kirk gets the ship and we get a whole new show. Honestly, Man, you could continue the same show. Honestly, it could. Yeah, you could call it Kirk with the ship. Yeah. That's what I would call it. Kirk with the ship. Kirk new gets the ship. <laughs> so Space there's a new segment Oh, okay. on M-Class Podcast. We have discussed that this isn't new to Josh. Oh, shit. It's not new to me. <laughs> I better know what it is. 
It's called What Were We Supposed to Learn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the moral of this episode of Star Trek? Star Trek is known as a series that has a fairly heavy-handed moral to every episode. Mm -hmm. So what were we supposed to learn in today's episode, Josh? What's the moral? I think, firstly, part one, we were supposed to learn that you can take any bad plot and turn it into a good plot. <laughs> Balance of Terror is a great plot. Yes, but I meant the the, the whole crystals. yes, all that. <laughs> no, I, I you're supposed to accept things you can't control, right? The things that you can't control, don't even worry about them. I I I think I have a, a completely different take on this. Okay, all right. The moral of the story is sometimes you're the problem. That's true, too. Yes. <laughs> like, if you go around searching for other people to blame yes. for things going wrong, there's always a chance that you yourself are the problem, and you should be looking right. at them for solutions. I love that. I love that. And I, like, I think it fits in with what I said, too. Look. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't go looking for I shit. I feel like a lot of the morals you're going to take from this show are don't worry about. <laughs> I mean, he, but like, he, what did worrying get him? It fucked everything up. This right? is true. Like, you don't have to accept right away that you're going to be a beep machine boy, but man, there are worse things than being in a beep machine, buddy. It's true, you get to go to the Big Head planet and be with that sexy lady forever anyway. Yeah, he doesn't know that yet, but... No, he doesn't know that. He's oh. going to get a big head, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. You are yes, sir. <laughs> I think that's a fun segment, though. And I feel that's like, segment, especially yeah. going into a lot of episodes that have really confused-ass morals, that it'll be even oh. funnier. TOS is going to be great. Yes. <laughs> I learned that America is uh, forever. And America is America. the best. Forever. <laughs> oh, beautiful. For spacious planets. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to M-Class Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we especially appreciate Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Vitizen music is available anywhere better music can be found or purchased on the internet or at vitizen.card.co. That's card with two R's. Mm -hmm. I'm, I hear you. Jeff, Josh, you're in trouble with the tax man. How can I <laughs> help my two favorite Yakubian apes out? You need to head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode art available that I make for the show, and access to a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys to Trek with your boys. Yeah, it really, really helps out the show. We need uh, money, uh, to put it bluntly, but <laughs> we, we, love the, we love doing the show, but also, like... Your support, it, we love you for it, and thank yeah, we you, really so. do appreciate it a lot. There's, there's yeah. no way to oversell how much we appreciate each uh, little bit that you guys uh, yeah. give us to keep the show running. I, if you would allow me to, I would kiss every one of you. Kiss you all right on the mouth and the back mouth. What's the? What's the? <laughs> 
What's that one? What's the butt? He just winked. It's the butt. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. For a little bit more money, you get access to other podcasts, commentary tracks for great movies, and probably other stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Check out our other show, Story Lords. Yeah! But first... You got questions about M-Class? You looking for merch? You looking for a list of every episode we've ever covered? Yes. Head on over to mclasspodcast.com. No spaces, no dashes. mclasspodcast.com. It's the portal source on the interweb for every bit of knowledge and digitization for M-Class Podcast. I should have gone there before this episode to realize that we had already done Enemy Mine. Absolutely. What a dumbass. You don't want to be dumb as fuck like Josh. Yeah, then head I'm over pretty, to... <laughs> I'm pretty stupid. Then head over to mclasspodcast.com and educate yourself for once in your fucking life. Yeah, Josh, you fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I hate that guy. I love that guy. I wish that guy would be so not so stupid. No, 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 no. I love that guy. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will be back in two weeks' time with more M-Class goodness. Goodbye! Bye-bye! I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.
What the hell?